back to another episode of Going Through the Motions with me, Callum. And me, Alex. How's it going, guys? The podcasting equivalent of falling off the bed. Hey! Did you, did, but you didn't fall off the bed just no, there. I did not fall off the bed. There was my, a, mic, my mic fell off the bed. The, um, you look very comfortable right now. I'm I not. You've, you've got your hands spread out across the floor. Is that right? To keep yourself leaning yeah. lean forward, yeah? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have, like, carpet pattern on my hands. Carpet pattern, exactly, Car- yeah. Carpet pattern on, on Makes on a my change from them having it on your knees, eh? Oh! <laughs> Yeah. Oh. 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 Low. A low blow. A low blow, Ali. A low blow. Oh, blow, Jojo. With early. We've not been not been here for a while, have we? No, we've not. We've been a this bit is absent. All we my have. fault has to be said. Go on, you. On you All go. My fault. On you go. Well, I can't remember if we talked about this in the last episode, but I've recently started a new opportunity in my violin career basically yeah. i got um it's like an orchestral training fellowship that lasts okay. like one one year and you're writing some music aren't you you're writing a song over the next wee while aren't you no i'm not which is why you couldn't speak to me a huge amount over the last what? wee while sorry just uh just just a wee reference uh, a something, da- something that we're gonna jab. be talking something that we're gonna be ta- there yeah, just a wee reference something, ghosting that, you. something that we're gonna be talking well you just you, you thought i was you know i was talk- talking to you for two hours yesterday about something that came out of uh you know the donkeys uh the feces and you just ignored me you just didn't enjoy it so you know <laughs> you've been away with your violin haven't you you've been writing and producing and stuff and uh no, I've not been rising and producing. I have been doing a lot of playing. I have been doing a lot of playing recently um, in this new orchestra. Obviously, the parallels being that what you and I are basically the two characters in this film we're talking about. Right. So the, the film that we're going to be talking about is an incredibly bleak movie, but there was nothing in the movie as bleak as Callum turning around to me about after... <laughs> About half an hour into moment, it, there was a moment in it where he turned uh, around. And about half an hour into it, which is basically the part of the movie where they're basically saying, "Oh, this is what the movie's about." By the way, this is what the movie's about. And Callum just turns around to me, and he's like, "Here, that's us too, right now." This and is like, us, mate. What this the fuck? It's what the us. fuck? It is God, the- broke my little heart. <laughs> that's all so, I could think about watching this movie with you. Sorry, keep going. You're explaining no. your new. Your new- <laughs> No, no, no. Yeah. So, yeah. So it, basically, I've been a lot busier, a lot busier, and there's just not enough hours and not enough hours in the week to be able to do it. Which is so sad because I love doing it. I love doing mm. it. So we're gonna we're gonna continue to do yeah. as much as much as we can. Um, absolute minimum, absolute minimum every month, like hundred percent. You heard it here I'm, first. I'm hundred percent committed to that. And that's now recorded and on the internet. So like it. So you can come at me yeah. if if I don't hold true. But I will. I will. I'll be good. And and if we and if we don't, then we're gonna come at him with some shears. Ab- oh jeez. <laughs> so to talk through. We're doing a lot of talking about this movie before the segment where we talk about the movie. We exactly. should be in preamble first. <clears throat> okay, Why aren't so we so, preambling. Well, so so since we've been here last, let, let's go back to preamble. Since we've been here last, Alex, the world is you know, we've not been on for probably about three, three, four weeks. Yeah. Um, a lot has changed in the world, Alex. A lot has it changed has. in the last wee while. Um, two prime ministers. I was just about to say that. <laughs> we, we, I think we might have missed a prime we're, minister. We're, we're on our second prime minister since the last episode of this podcast. That's it. Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, I think everything that needs to have been said about that has been said, but that's yeah, not a reason absolutely. not to keep. That's not a reason not to keep saying things about it. No, absolutely, and we I, and we and we need to like mock it relentlessly because I it mean, is 
sublimely well, ridiculous. It's it's kind of wild. I guess it, you know, tr- tr- truth is stranger than fiction more often than not in everything that in everything in our lives. And over the last month, I think that has just been demonstrated. You know, yeah. you know, repeatedly. I just and there's some of the. Do you know what? Do you know what? Do you know what rattles around my brain is? Is she's remembered for a couple of different things. In the sense of there was one interview where I think she left after about eight minutes. She was supposed to be there for thirty minutes, where the press were just going f- like full tilt at yeah. her. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And there's a kind of meme of her kind of just like uh, uh like picking. It's re- like it's ruthless. It the, was the utterly meme work, ruthless. The meme work of Liz Truss has been exemplary. <laughs> it's it's ruthless. Le- not least of which from the king himself. Have you seen this video? No, no, no. What was Fucking this? Fucking brilliant. Oh, was he this went, the one when he went, oh, back again then, eh? Yeah, yeah. She walked in, g- gave them her signature most awkward curtsy you've ever seen in your life. Yeah, yeah, Like, yeah. it's cringy to watch. Yeah, she's done yeah. it a few times now. It's like, okay, first time, yes, but you're the prime minister. You need to yeah. like, practice these things, for fuck's sake. Yeah. Um, and, and she walks in, and she walks in, and the usher or steward or whatever the... F- the the boy's name is Stuart, was, uh, the his prime minister. The, it wasn't the, Usher. Usher Stuart. was Usher was recording his album. It was Stuart. Oh, brilliant, brilliant. It was Stuart. Okay, well, Stuart was filling in for Usher <laughs> that day. And Usher, he went, Usher usually and he went, looks the prime minister, the, the prime, the prime minister, Your Majesty, and she and she said something, you know, supposedly graceful, like, "Oh, great pleasure to see you again." What up? Uh, great, what great, up, dog? Great, great How pleasure to going? see you again, <laughs> Your Majesty. And King Charles basically goes, oh, "Back again, oh dear, oh dear." <laughs> <laughs> It's just like goodness. <laughs> yes, yeah. he must yes. have known. I know it's ridiculous, but I, I, I love one... it's. It's something that I think the Queen, uh, R.I.P., did probably quite a bit. You, you know, I, I, I really like this idea that you've got this constitutional head of state that has like no real power, but at the same time, all the power. Like you have the power to look to receive the person who actually has the power yeah. and just mock them relentlessly yeah, but yeah, in a yeah. very polite way and yeah. have that actually mean something that's yeah, exactly. quite fa- that's quite a fascinating power dynamic i mm. think mm. um and i and i and i kind of like that uh, the new king has kind of um that, that still feels weird to say things like that yeah um is kind of embraced that kind of aspect of it. I'm like, yeah, keep doing that, mate. Just hold them to account. There's one Absolute video. Clowns. There's one video of her where she looks at the camera. She looks down at the camera. And she goes, and very soon I'm going to be go. I'm going to be flying over to Hong Kong to open new pork markets or something like this. And obviously it's taken massively out of context. But when you take it out of context, it's like. What is going on here? What is actually <laughs> happening? I've been. It's like. Yeah. I, it, it was. It was utterly bizarre. We're we're, um, li- we're living in a Black Mirror episode. We really are. We re- we really are. Um, yeah. So hey, but you know, it's not all doom and gloom. And and you know, no. the movie we talked. To, we're going to be talking about today is pretty pretty doom and gloom. And pretty doom and the gloom. Si- yeah. Situation is pretty doom and gloom. But Alex, I've got some great news for you. Oh, go on. Uh, the autumn nations kick off in a few hours from, dun, dun, dun. Uh, from recording. Yeah, so we're we're quite positive because we've got Scotland Australia uh, yep. half past four today. Uh, Brilliant rugby chat is is back. Everyone, yep. 
Your mum will be delighted. Absolutely. Um, um, but uh, yeah, I'm. I can't wait. We've got some. Crazy most... bears not uh, not uh, refing, is he? He's not. He bloody better not be. He bloody. <laughs> be, he's not. He's actually not allowed back in Murrayfield anymore. Did you no, know he's that? not. No. I'm surprised he's allowed back in Scotland. To exactly. be fairly, fairly. But um, but it's interesting. He actually, I saw him. I also, I saw him refereeing a game a while ago. It was quite. A, I think I don't think he's doing international work as much. Uh, but but uh, it was. Um, it's amazing. I mean, like the, the, this is this is one of the last meetings for the South South Nations to come up to the North Nations to play before next year's World Cup. So wow, okay. it is going to be, you know, this and the Six Nations is going to be the, is the is the test ground Big before tests. we get into. So this is this is you know strike one, strike two is going to be Six Nations, and then you're straight in with the you know the one yeah. two three and, and the World Cup. So yeah. you know electric scenes at the moment. I think Scotland are something ridiculous like fifth or sixth on the charts because yeah. we've just not played a huge amount and other teams have kind of been battering shit out of each I mean to be fair we got the shit battered out of us in Argentina oh we so we've did got, we we've got that did. one so, which was quite so humbling. That, that, that tees up a conversation of you know how do how do we feel about the Scotland squad at the moment well, we could do this for a, for, for a minute. Um, <clears throat> I mean, the, the, there is a huge obvious omittance uh, of of Mr. Russell. Uh, look, so, so look, starting the positives, uh, Jimmy Ritchie is taking over as the captain, which yeah. I fully get That's behind. That's great. I fully get yeah. behind. I think he is a young leader. You know, I think I think Hoggy was a young leader, and I liked Hoggy, but I felt like. I think a lot of people put their finger on it that he was better as a player as opposed to trying to lead and be a captain. And I, yeah. I get that. He plays better um, rugby when he's not a, a captain. I, I think so. I mean, I, there's I a lot I think he's of, demonstrated that. Exactly. But there's, yeah. I think there's a lot of logic as well. And I know this sounds a bit odd. There's a lot of logic in a captain being in the pack. And I, and I can't ever understand this, but I think from the most successful teams in the world, the the, the leader comes from the pack. Leader comes from the forwards. And I think there's okay. a mentality that, that, that has definitely... Well, the, men, the I think there's evidence to justify a mentality for that, if you know what I mean. Like, some right, of, if you okay. look at some of the best teams in the world, that's where a lot of their leaders have come from. Yeah. Um, you know, people like Richie McCaw, example, one of the most, you know, you know, Sia Khaleesi most recently. You know, these 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 players in these, especially back row players. Um, you know, I think I think are, are pretty good. Um, I'm, I'm just try, I'm just like Rory Best that was a good example of a, of a front row captain recently for Ireland but um, you know so that's that's a really positive sign you know we've got Kinghorn at number 10 obviously with the omittance of Finn Russell I think that's a bit of a mistake um, well here's here's a thing right because yeah. I've said before probably around this time last year uh, about about Finn Russell it's like he's a cunt but he's our cunt yeah exactly yeah right. yeah 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 you want him on that, your side yeah absolutely Absolutely, yes. Yeah, it's like I've the same now, with Dan Bigger or, or any of these yeah. blokes, yeah. I'm now under the opinion, because I think he is a he is but an he's artist. he's not even ours. He, yeah. he, he, he is an artist, right? But from what I've been reading and observing, especially in the last few weeks, because he's not been he's not been getting the the minutes for his club, has he? No. But, well, and recently where, he played for Racing and he did very well. Right. Um, I, but, I also don't but think generally he, speaking, generally yeah. speaking, he's not been getting the minutes. No. And I think, and I think Gregor Townsend made made the very and th- those two have beef, like yeah, they, yeah, they, yeah, like yeah. they do. It's um, so that that comes into it as well. But I think it is a valid point to say that you can't be the first pick for us if you're you're not playing that much. Yeah. It doesn't matter how goddamn talented you are. You can't be you you, you can't be doing that. And also. Yeah. It's a team sport, and I think I would love to see the Scotland team develop all the talent because I think they have loads of talent throughout the squad in all in all the positions, like young, hungry talent. And sometimes when 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 I watch them just 
you know, play to Finn and then and then Finn gets the chance to work his magic and sometimes it's magic and then sometimes yeah, yeah. he and, and it but sometimes it's not. I just keep thinking that it's like stop trying to make it an individual sport. Yeah, it's yeah, not that's about fair. it's yeah. not about them. And it's really interesting because there's a 100%. big there's a big there's a big parallel that's going on in the world of football at the moment with uh, Cristiano Ronaldo, right? You know, one of the all-time greatest strikers in the he's world. He's getting he's getting put he's, on the bench a lot he's, more. He's, he's on yeah. the bench at Man. He's on the bench at Manchester United, and people are saying, "Oh, it's hugely disrespectful to the greatest striker, possibly of all time, the greatest player of one of the greatest players of all time, or for him to be sitting on the bench and stuff like that." I'm like, "Yeah, but he's 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 37 years old, and he's not the and he's not the player that he was, and also because of his status and you know world famous stuff, it can be a toxic personality for the dressing room, and it's not helping the rest of the squad develop." Yeah, and yeah. so for and so for me bringing it back to Finn Russell I'm like yeah fuck fuck it who cares yeah there yeah, is so much that. there there's yeah. so much there's so much talent I think in the Scotland squad that can be developed that I think you're justified in sacrificing your your magic artist because he's being a twat yeah for the for the sake the good of, the of the squad, yeah, I totally, totally agree. Squ- and especially, squad, yeah. as we say, it's especially for a big couple of years of running league. I mean, you know, it's it's a bold decision to make now. I guess you're, you know, to the point earlier though. You've got this Six Nations, then World Cup. You know, uh, is this, is it sustainable? Is the question? Yeah, it's a big, it's say. a bit, it's a big year to be making it, that it, decision. It, it, to exactly. be true, to, yeah. to to be fair, but I mean, I have to imagine that it's a justified one based on things going on behind the scenes because I yeah. don't think no anybody makes. That oh, we'll never, lightly. we never will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We never. I mean, like other disappointments. I, I, you know, I think Simone Tupolotu is being picked for the starting centre with with Mark Burnett. I, I'm a bit disappointed actually. There, I think we've got far. I, I'm not a huge fan of his actually. Um, I think we've got a lot better better talent in centre. Um, you know the the wingers are looking pretty good. I, I'm not tracking the guy who's in is it Watson or so whoever is in fullback. I don't quite know the new fullback. Um, is his name? Um, but you know, like it's great. I'm, and, and again, the pack is is ridiculously strong. It's amazing actually. The the front row, all the oh, sorry not the front row, the, the the entire forwards are all basically Scottish. Um, you know, Scottish regional players, they're all from Glasgow and Edinburgh, basically yeah. make up the Scottish pack because, you know, we are, even if Finn was picked, he couldn't play this this game because they're not, they're only picking Scottish um, regional players for this first test. So, yeah. you know, it's going to be a good run around for them. Hey, look, I, I wish them all the best. I think Australia, a formidable opponent. I think it's going to be a difficult game. Uh, I think Australia, just at the end of their championship, uh, the the sort of the rugby championship, we're, we're playing some incredible rugby. They've got some beast players uh, I I think I think we're the underdogs this time around, and I think consistently we've gone in, you know, relatively equal. But I think we're going to be underdogs today. So you know, a win today would be massive. Awesome. Um, uh, well, absolutely. I'm going to watch because I have a day off. So Very good. day off means record a podcast, watch some rugby. I'm actually really looking forward to it. I know you it's are. It's a shame you can't come over. What are you doing going to a fucking party? Who cares about Halloween these days? Uh, I know, I know. Grow up. I know, I know, exactly. Well, I think we're going to have to go as, rug- we're have to go as rugby players because it's the backup costume. I was going to go as Ted Lasso today, but I couldn't get a... a Richmond thingy and I was going to oh, shave right, my okay. beard and the must it's going to be a whole thing so I might still uh, do it I'll right, send you a photo okay. anyway Jesus we have veered off course massively uh, because we are, of course are not a rugby podcast as much as probably we would like to be if I, that absolutely and more I, specific, I would do a rugby and, podcast and more specifically my mum would be delighted I would love to do a, a separate <laughs> podcast of rugby chat some, but uh, we are, of course are not a <laughs> not rugby podcast I'm, I'm rugby an absolute podcast. layman <laughs> yeah you put yourself down you're good you've got you've got you've got, uh, you've got an eye uh, but we are um, a music and movies podcast and 
and each week we look at movies that basically reflect the real life of our own situations. Um, you, you joke, and you like I'm not I'm not trying to put it in your face, but it is shocking the parallels between that film and our and our, and our situation Jesus. right now. Uh, anyone anyone who's watched this movie and listening to that go, uh, is going, what have the what the fuck has been going on with them for the last month? What is going on? What are we not seeing? <clears throat> what you're not talking to me no more. Are you not talking to me? I just don't like you no more. Because you're, you're boring. You're boring. But you what, know, why are you not talking? Is it? Right. Are you twelve? Okay. So when when this happened, and you lent to me and said, "Here, that's us. That's us." Who was who in that scenario? What, what, do, you, what do you think? Who was who? I, well, of course, I, I'm the one playing the violin. Well, no, no, no. Obviously, totally being flippant, and the fact that you, you know, you, you've you've not got as much time to do the pod anymore, so you're like, I'm not talking to you anymore. But you're away to play your violin. Yeah, because I told you that. I sent yeah, you a text exactly. the other week going, "Don't talk to me." No, no, no. You you didn't. I came round to your house and I knocked on your door, and you were in there and you were just staring. It was yeah. weird. You were like four floors up, and I'm just st- you're just staring. Yeah. <laughs> well, I see you at your pub then. I mean, this film. Can I? So I I. I Maddie didn't come and see it, and I don't think she would have liked it. But I've got right, so many okay. points to talk around. But I think it, I, I, you know, reading reviews etc. on this, and it's some some really interesting observations. But at the core of this movie, it's two close mates, um, and they live a very plain and simple life. And then one day, one of the mates decides he doesn't want to speak to the other one anymore because yeah. he he's done with them. He's bored. We, they've basically they've talked about everything they need to talk about. They've done, they've, they've completed a friendship and yeah. he's finished with it. And he goes, I want to do things that are actually going to be meaningful in my life. Yeah. And I want to compose and I want to, you know, spend time alone with my thoughts. And I don't want to be, I don't, I don't want to be in your company anymore. I'm done being in your company. Yeah. And just, uh, a rad, a radical, and and it shouldn't. He, that's the thing about it. On it, you know, on the surface of that, how is that a radical notion? That happens every day of our life. That happens everywhere. You know, yeah. we've all been in that situation. We've all drifted apart from friends, and dare I say, we've all instantly lost friends in our life and people we've never spoken to again. But to yeah. to focus to focus that as the catalyst for the film, yeah, is um is 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 so unique so unique and it's yeah. how but how is it unique but it is and, yeah and and you and from there it's it's the simplicity it's so simple but but it's a fucking it's aggressively human storyline yeah which is which is just like you know it's it's grindingly visceral everything about this movie you know the, the aggressiveness of the human nature and the conversations and some of yeah, the yeah. dialogue is just it, the, the the dialogue is as as raw as meat that has just come from an abattoir do you, do you know what i mean yeah. it is i mean that that's fresh. that really is the special sauce of well i mean martin mcdonough he's a, he's a playwright and the first mm, thing i said mm. to you when we left the cinema um was like oh that could have been one of his plays well, I think it he was put, though. He put he put one of his plays on screen is yeah. what he's what he did there. And this this movie more so than any of his other ones. Because I think they're all they're they're all written in the same way. I think there is a way to put his other movies onto the stage, like In Bruges, Seven Psychopaths, and Three Billboards. But I think you have to do it with a little bit more you know production value yeah and there, and there would have to be you know props and setting and uh sets and things like that but i got the impression that this 
this movie could have been put on the stage on like a a, a black stage with so, so, nothing with nothing but the characters maybe in costume and well, nothing else re- maybe maybe reason. a tab- maybe some tables and chairs and stuff like that but but apart from that it could have been done with you know just that kind of yeah play setting I, which I, I really like actually well i yeah so i mean the fact here is the, the so the banshees of Inish, of of Inishirn was originally titled the Banshees of Inishir, and it was intent. It was intended to be the third installment in a series of Martin McDonough stage plays, so dubbed the Aran Islands trilogy, right. which included the Cripple of Inishman, the Lieutenant yeah. of Inishmore, and then this one would have been the the Banshees of Inishir. So oh, that, okay. so yeah, it, no, what, I mentioned so a trilogy of yeah. plays to you, but I couldn't remember what it was called. So thanks for <clears throat> so the, uh, getting that up. Aaron Island's tr- trilogy. But, and, and to your point on, I, I had another thought around this because um, I, I ended up watching the trailers again for this movie. And I must admit, I don't think the trailers did this. The one thing I didn't like was the trip. All of the, a lot of the funny stuff and a lot of the good stuff that was in the film was in the trailers. I must yeah, admit. It, Do you know what I mean? I, know, I, I, I got, I, I got I that as well. That in was... the same way that a lot of superhero movies put all the action in the trailers, yeah, put yeah. all the best bit in the trailers. I did feel that all the jokes were yeah, in the trailers, a, a lot, a lot... and then maybe, maybe it didn't um, have the same impact for me as a result in the actual cinema because I knew what somebody was about to say. Yeah, in, a, in that kind of dry, yeah, run, you, like, I done was, away exactly, and I was in, yeah. t- and I was waiting to see some of the things that I'd seen in the films and hear some of the phrases and stuff, and and I must admit, I think the trailers and that combination of jokes and images and and scenes you see from the trailers of the movie don't don't do the end movie justice. I think they make it into what is you know more of a jovial movie about two mates who just fall out. Whereas whereas the the harsh reality of this, this is a this is a really, du- you know, really dark movie. Yeah. Um, you know, far closer to Three Billboards than In Bruges. Yeah. Um, you know, and and I loved In Bruges. You know, In Bruges was bloody bleak and bloody dark. So you know, it had definitely had the tone of of In Bruges. But I think the 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 tempo and the net result of the movie was more Three Billboards, which which does have quite a quite a dark ending. And and you know, for, for spoiler for Three Billboards. Um, an ambig- like an ending that, that that sort of has a level of ambiguity to it yeah to which this one you know again spoilers for this and full spoilers for the film it does does also this film doesn't this film doesn't wrap up it doesn't tie up no. which it's is, like a snapshot it, it, it and, and there's a exactly it's almost like there's yeah you, you know you're watching a uh a, a film and it's and it's or you know a series of events and it's basically started at this point because you don't because that's the other thing that's very interesting about the writing of this movie is you all you are working on is a couple of a couple of um you know a couple of the characters saying you know you were best friends i thought you were the best of friends we are still the best of friends you know that kind of yeah. that kind of stuff but you never see them as friends and it takes to about the you know you're about um three quarters of the way through the film when one of when one of the characters even says out loud they go you were a bit of an odd you know, you two are odd pairing. An odd pairing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I and I think it's very good that they wait till a bit further in before that's kind of confirmed. Because as an audience yeah. member, you I don't look think at them that's both. a true. I don't think that's a true observation though, because I think a lot of the a lot of the supporting characters in this thing, you know, very much fit the archetypes of like you know the the, the gossiping local island yeah, folk, right? Yeah, yeah. So you've got you've got the well, quite literally what is the woman? She's yeah, like, you've got the the you grocer. You, you've you've got the grocer. And she's brazen, like, give me gossip, or yeah, you're yeah. scum to me. You're dead yeah, to me. Just yeah, give yeah. me some goddamn gossip. And 
you know the bar you know the bartender you know he's he's friendly but you know knows everyone knows everyone's business and you know freely commenting on things so i i kind of think that I, I kind of think it's a result of they've they've fallen out and so after the fact the they've kind of gone oh yeah no i always thought you were like that yeah do you know what i mean like yeah. it's when, it's when well, a couple of grannies get together and like go shouting and you're like you know i always thought this and i always thought that it's like yeah, ah, yeah. you did ah, yeah you exactly did. yeah do, do, it, but, yeah i think it's yeah. a case of that i don't actually think i or me personally but i think that this goes to like um how the movie can be a bit ambiguous and you can kind of see what you want to see in that and all yeah. of it are, all of it is true so for me i'm i'm thinking that no actually they were probably the best of friends and i don't think they probably were an odd pairing and um it was okay. just maybe an but after I, but the, I, an after the fact observation by the island folk yeah but it, but it's yeah no that makes sense certainly but i guess it just goes back to justify the points on like it, it's a snapshot in time like i think the, the deli- deliberate decision never to show them as friends you know as the movie started the movie starts with him you know doing his little routine 2 p.m going to see his mate at his house and going to the pub which I, God, that just, says everything doesn't it do that says I mean? everything everything that the end of the day is 2 p.m you go yeah. oh my god this place Fucking yeah hell. It, it, it's it, exactly it's ble- yeah it's with the pub actually is a fun fact you know the jg divine public house was purpose built for the production of the um for the for the island um in, in county mayo so a chill island or a kill island um on the west coast of ireland but since planning permits had not been acquired the pub had to be demolished by the oh, film wrapped. <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> um the, the 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 other the other point that I was I was kind of going to talk about. So you said something interesting. You said what would have been great is you know uh, doing this as a play and having a black background, etc. And you would have watched the film and you know left it to your imagination. And, and I think I think the the reason why they went to go for the film and the it's, the film is because you can put it in in the island. Um, this was one of the the most immersive films I've ever been a part of because yeah. how many, how, you know, it started and finished with views of the island, Do you know, just over yeah. overviews of all the island and the, the, the rogueness of the houses and the scenery, like it, what they even did was, I think, you know, um, so f- again, full, full, full spoilers, full spoilers. Oh, yeah. So if you've not seen, but, but one thing I thought was interesting was when you were at Podrick's house or Patrick's house, um, you could see Colm's house, the, the flames coming from it with yeah. respect to where it was and you knew the direction of the pub from... So you could... Uh, I think you could map yeah, out tangible, the island. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You could actually map out the island from what you were seeing on screen yeah. and you knew where everyone would walk and you knew it. And so the scenery and the setting was was a character like it, yeah uh, like it helps it helps never to, known it as a it character helps more. to sell the claustrophobia of yeah. their of their situation and then you've got you know the the irish republic and uh, the, the ira fighting on the mainland and you see the cannons and the bombs and you know during the 23 civil war it, well it went on much longer than that of course but but you know <laughs> jesus still is yeah but 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 you you can see that on the mainland which also encourages the level of isolation to what these folk are accustomed to yeah. you know there's they don't they are happy where they are because it's war on the mainland and it's fighting and it's aggression and they're comfortable where they are yeah and so you know, it it was it was a it was a character. It was it was a. I've never I you know, and everyone always says that. This you know, everyone says that about Batman. Gotham's a character and all this sort of stuff there. And I'm like, yeah, yeah sort sort of. It's yeah. a, but when you can't say it, this island was a character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was. Yeah. Um. So I so I I loved it. 
uh, I loved it. But yeah, no, look, it, it was it was really really great. Now, I guess let, let's let's talk a little bit about then how the events unfolded and probably what what you were thinking throughout because the real the the meat of this film, sadly to to say, is you know when he when he sort of says, look, I'm I'm done with you. I'm talking. I want to write my piece of music and I want to write the the Banshees of Inishin and and if you talk to me and bother me anymore. I'm going to take my shears and I'm going to I'm going to cut off my fingers. Yeah. Uh, and of course it's played for laughs, but the there's a couple of things in this movie that the shock factor I'd never experienced before. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And obviously there's the there's the, there's the bit when they go back to the policeman's house and he's just lying there naked. And you're like, fucking hell! Oh All right. my god, that's. that's... <laughs> He's been wanking, so you don't want to worry him. And then there's the you'll get really cranky if you wake him while he's been wanking. <laughs> and, and then and you know and like clearly you know Barry Keegan's character had been you know abused by his father. You know yeah. the horrendous place. You know just just shocking stuff yeah. that you just that you just throw. But the the finger, the first finger, uh, I felt my mouth drop at that. Yeah. And. And I, and I think, and I woke up this morning with thinking back at the movie, and then obviously the other four in the thumb, and that 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 visceral, visceral image of him standing there at the top of the hill as as you know Siobhan and Podrick are walking back, or I think it's even just Podrick w- walking back up towards the house, and he's got nothing on his left hand. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I and I and I remember feeling my mouth drop at that, and it's and obviously. The film it's de- it's depicting crisis, mental division crisis, and they can't really decide what it's called. You know, yeah. it's they they, they I, what is it they call it? Are you still feeling um, despair? Despair, yeah. Are you feeling despair? And despair. How's is, the despair going? How's the despair going? It and dis- and I was thinking about that. Like that word is, it's you know, it's 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 thrown around. Um, you know, willy nilly, certainly, yeah. but but it's thrown around over the place in life. But but it's more despair is more than depression. Despair is more than just a single point or a feeling of despair yeah. is just I, you know, I I I've nothing. I can't. Do you know what I mean? Just despair yeah. is when you really analyze that word in that context. Yeah. Um. It's it it in some way weirdly justifies this guy doesn't need his fingers he doesn't he just he's there they're a vehicle to prove a point if he needs to prove a point but yeah. he'll but he'll do something else then this will happen and he just doesn't do you know what i mean there's just there's just there's there's nothing it's a gray mind he has yeah um yeah what, what do you think about a lot of that well yeah the movie again was focusing on the set this character column um mm who is going through what the movie describes as despair, but he describes as like, uh, almost like a Renaissance of his mind. Doesn't well, he? Kind, kind of, of. Yeah. He's, he's faced with his own mortality. Yeah. And, and, and is obsessed with legacy. And in a way, in a way thinking about it, you know, 12 hours after, after, after watching it, I kind of think that both, both men were struggling with the idea of of legacy as well mm, but column mm. was obsessed with you know leaving something tangible behind you know he was you know talking about mozart and you know mm. everyone knows mozart and beethoven and uh 
you know they they left behind and nobody's remembered for being nice and things like that mm. whereas mm. whereas um oh I, I don't know colin farrell's character's name was it Porrick? Padrick, 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 Padrick. So which is which pa- is actually Patrick. It, no it's well it's Padrick. well no so actually it's gal it's Padrick, but it's the gaelic his full name is Padrick sully sully ban or sully bean which is the, the gaelic for patrick sullivan yeah 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 exactly so um whereas he is much more concerned with you know Being well, being nice, being a good person, be, exactly. Being, being, being a good you know. person, but I think there's a lot of um, legacy involved in that as well. Mm. But it's more it's more legacy of the people that came before him. Mm. It's um, it's the legacy of his sister that leaves him in the leaves him in this movie. But she was she was nice. She was good. She was kind. Um, their mother and father were good, nice, and kind. And he's remembering them by acting as they did and being a good person also so it's it it's it's something that they're that they're both struggling with the same things mm. but going about it in completely different ways and i think watching colin really struggle with his mortality is really affecting actually mm. really mm. very very affecting and um yeah. Who, who who did you out of the two characters? Which one were you more drawn towards? Well, like in a relatability point of view. Yeah, I I couldn't say I I really felt like I related to either of them to be honest. I must admit, I I was really drawn towards Patrick. I was yeah. really and and whilst someone that I, you know, I recognize, I I love that. How often has a film really really put put uh you know put put shed light on on the struggles of 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 tangibly demonstrating legacy in one's person and and then and then the and then a completely you know contrasting color of a friendship just ending be- yeah. to, to you know to sacrifice for the risk that i i feel a legacy is more important than justifying personal relationships in my life like what you know being able to be so clinical and cut that out i just i recognize that so much and there's a small part of of when I was watching Patrick, I mean, you know, because that because I think, and and we'll get to the music. And Carter Burwell, I've been listening to some wonderful interviews where he 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 wrote the music for Patrick. The music is for Patrick, not for anyone else. The the, the yeah. music is designed to be there to give you, um, uh, you know, to 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 to, to give to give you greater um clarity on the journey that Patrick's going on because he goes yeah. on a fucking journey well yeah we see the movie through his eyes he's the mm. narrator of this story as, as mm. it were it's from it's mm. from his point of view but the the other aspect that I, that I really liked even though the you know these two men are having like an existential crisis basically um and going through it and i do love the um the, the commentary of that by siobhan mm. um where she's basically seeing this backward little island and the thing that these two men are going through is actually nothing new mm-hmm. in fact it's just more of the same because it's just petty uh petty grudges and you know and squabbling Spite, yeah, in, yeah. A, in a place in a setting that actually means nothing to nobody mm-hmm. and like it just doesn't matter it's just uh, which is really se- like um helping sell the bleakness of the time and the environment and, and the environment and, and it and it's really encapsulated in like i i really felt it when 
you know, Colum was giving his reasons for all of this, and he was saying, um, who in the 17th century was remembered for being nice? Mm. Um, but Mozart's music, blah, blah, blah. And he was coming across like, you know, this deep thinker and philosophical guy. And then, and then Chabon basically says, you know, Mozart was the 18th century. Yeah. You yeah, absolute yeah, yeah. cretin. Yeah. Like, yeah. And, it, and it just really hammers home the, oh, this guy's full of shit. Like yeah. he's, he's having, like he's having this crisis and he thinks he's, uh, he, he's, th- he thinks he's cracked it. And he thinks that in order to, you know, create something like Mozart or whatever, he's got to do that. But he doesn't actually know anything about what he's talking yeah. about because at the end of the day, yes, he's a mus- musician. Yes, he's a creative, but he's what, but he's doing it on this random backward island yeah. off the west coast of Ireland that nobody's ever going to hear of, hear of him anyway. Yeah. Um. So, it, like, there's just this idea in this movie that that it's all for naught. Yeah. Absolutely, well, uh, nothing I- is for anything. I think I think that's I and I think that's the bit that I, I mean I know what you're saying but I I think if you subscribe to that thinking then the film it kind of breaks it kind of breaks character if you know what I mean do you, do you know what I mean like I think you I think to to watch this film you have to buy into his thinking to really try and understand the other way that I I I almost came about it the other way I I see him and I thought Mozart's a good example but I think he sees himself as Van Gogh you know that kind of cut his ear off you know artist sort of thing with it you know obviously regards to the fingers and just deeply deeply troubled a deeply um, you know, and despair is the is the word that just is just rattles around my brain when I think of him. Yeah. Um, no, that's that's in, that's interesting because I do get that about the you know the film sort of breaking that, but I actually don't think that's the case. I just think there's that many things going on in this mm. movie that I, I think it's doing it a slight injustice to just because it is also it, it is it at both times. It is about these two men and the crisis that they're going in for. But Martin McDonough is such a good writer that he's able to make this completely other film where it's the setting and the bleakness and the not of it, like Siobhan's Siobhan's story and Siobhan's perspective. He's able to put that movie in the same movie Mm. and not have it dilute either of those ideas i don't think i don't think that they ruin each other at all i think it's just another thematic thing that's going on and i think it's genius i I really really do i don't think it takes away from uh column and uh podrick at all Mm, mm. do you know what i found really interesting and we said this instant we were coming out we came out the cinema is why why does he go to mozart mozart's you know typically you know, typically known not for not not for the fiddle and not for the fiddle tunes and all this sort of stuff. But he but he was drawn towards Mozart. Whereas if you look at if you if you look at traditional music, um, you know, specifically from from Irish traditional music, yeah, y- y- all of the music from that generation, nobody knows who wrote it. It's all just called right. trad. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Trad, trad, yeah, yeah. traditional. Yeah. So there's there's almost a kind of jokes on him here and i think it probably wouldn't be out out with it if there was maybe a slight mention of this to be like hey even if like no one's gonna remember your name calm like nobody remembers anyone's names for some of the most famous traditional music that comes from that yeah. kind of part of the and, world and that is the the inherent like tragic part of it and that it doesn't matter I kind of go back to what i'm saying like all of his crisis of 
faith and you know existential whatever he's doesn't matter Do, yeah. doesn't doesn't matter at all like mm. the, 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 what what's the end goal here mm, mm. what's the end goal is this going to turn into a movie where he writes his thing he sacrificed his he sacrificed his fingers and then an agent from dublin comes and hears the tune and catapults him to international fame no it's not yeah, that kind of movie exactly yeah yeah no i thought i thought it was great um just moving on, there was another character that we've not talked about that I kind of just want to shed light on because uh, I, I I thought he was every I I've never seen Barry Keegan in a role and not been thoroughly captivated. He's by an him. incredible actor, isn't he? You you as the troubled boy of the island who just walks about and thinks what he thinks and does and says, he's. Every, everything about he can you can even see like he he's you know all his wee ticks and his he, he goes yeah oh oh so okay oh so you're, you're not friends anymore oh oh my my dad are here ah uh, well you've you're thinking this and and the way that he throws his voice and he throws yeah. his body and he there is a there is a space on screen for Barry Keegan whenever his character is is in the shot and he will fill that space however he needs to fill it yeah to demonstrate that this is his character like you 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 can't like he he almost goes too far you know when you watch a really good character playing an actor and you're you mean drawing... the other way around no no, no when 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 uh, no, no, yeah sorry an actor playing character but, yeah. but but you're almost but you almost go too far it's it's actually you're almost watching a character mimicking an actor you go too far sometimes with him do you know what i mean I, i'm like yeah. Cause, cause for me, he's so good that I have to. It forces me to remember this dude's just acting. This, do you know? Yeah, do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. and there was a sequence down by the 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 the, the lock, the river, where he fell. They never really explained his death, did they? He just he just went. Yeah, he probably just fell in, didn't they? Yeah, <laughs> didn't they? I think he probably committed suicide. Do you think so? Yeah, I, I, think I was so. I was waiting on one person to commit suicide. I think that was yeah. the. Here's the thing, though. While we're on the while we're on the subject, Mrs. What's her face? I can't remember what her, what her name is, but the yeah, creepy yeah. old woman. Yeah. Um. The the banshee, not a banshee. She, she was. The, she was yeah. Was say, she, she was the banshee. She, she was definitely a a real ba- a real banshee, just sort of like observing. And they talk about yeah. this in the movie that maybe the banshees are real and they're actually just observe observing us and stuff like that. And yeah. she was and she was definitely that. She said that two people Some... were going to die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who was the second person? Jenny, I think. Jenny the donkey. I don't think it was. No, who was it? I think it was Colm. Oh, you reckon, yeah? Yeah. You were, What, you mean he was just emotionally dead? No, no, no. I, I'm saying he literally died. Oh, when? What, in the house? He burnt, he burnt, he burnt in his house. Oh, and when yeah. He, when he's standing at the beach at the end, I don't think he's there. I think, yeah. um, I think Podrick's imagined him. Interesting. And, yeah. and and I don't think I think there's because he blocks he blocks the doors and windows with burning wood. Yeah. How does how is he getting out? And he's sitting there, resigned to his fate, and yeah. fire spreads quickly. I don't know how he gets out of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think he's a I think he's imagined by Podrick at the end. I don't think. I don't think he's alive. I think he's dead. And I think and I Does think Does he have the, all of his fingers at the end? No, he doesn't. 
okay. No, he, he does. He doesn't. I don't. Uh, oh God, or does he? I don't think he does. I don't think he does. I don't. I really. I really don't think he does. But I think that Podrick is conflicted enough that that's that what he's done is gonna haunt him. Yeah, and I think yeah. that, and I think that's the, and I think that's the start of that, and I think it makes for a really interesting ending, and I think the evidence for me thinking that is again with the, you know, two two men are going to die. I think that's what yeah. she says, but which is why it's not the donkey. One because yeah. it's a donkey, and two because it's a female donkey, and three because yeah, yeah, really. Okay. But um, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Um, yeah, yeah. So no, yeah, I think he, I think he's dead at the end. So, I mean, Alex, let's talk through the score for the Banshees of um, In Sharon. Uh, it's composed by two-time Academy Award nominee Carter Burwell. And in an Fabulous. exclusive video, the composer talks about his decisions to go in a completely different direction from what you expect from a comedy movie in terms of music and how that decision comments on the characters' personalities. In order to achieve that, Burwell played with some uncommon instruments like the gamelan, uh, along with many, uh, mainly three others. So the Celeste, which we've got some really yeah. interesting Celeste sounds here. The harp, you know, and, and especially the do, 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 you know, and, and, mm-hmm. and the flute. Um, and he explains how the score sort of came together. So I've got a really interesting quote from 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 Carter, uh, Carter Burwell here. He said, he said we, have, we, we have similar sensibilities. Martin's writing is, is uh, to, to Martin and, and Car- uh, Carter, uh, Martin's writing is very particular. It involves a dark view of the world, a really vicious sense of humor and a, and a, and a huge amount of humanity. That combination is something we have in common. I approach every film as its own world. Even though Martin and I have done several films together and they're all Martin Madonna films, they're all yeah. different. It's yeah. also a bit strange for a movie taking place in Inner Shern, but I think of uh, like straight, like the strange strangeness and I find myself weaving gamelan instruments around into the score as an experiment. These are all very pretty, almost childlike instruments, which would be out of place in a fairy tale, uh, which wouldn't be out of place in a fairy tale, sorry, but they fit Padrick's character, who's a little bit of a man-child. And as you follow the dark road that the story goes down, the music starts to feel more ironic. Even though th- these were all very light sounds, the, the, the tunes are not. And, and, and I think that's it. And he, I heard him on an interview talking about this. He, he very much, the music matures as Padrick matures throughout the movie. Yeah. But it's about putting sounds that you would go in a, in a major key happy nice oh twinkly whatever but they're all minor and they're all just a bit like do you know what i mean just and and it it builds dread it builds dread throughout this movie yeah and the celeste is such an interesting instrument to do that with you know the kind of droning that it can that it can create um it's designed to help help the narrative and it's designed to give you uh you know it's like a doll's house into Padrick's mind when you when you open the door to the back of his head this music is the small is the scenery that takes place throughout this is demonstrating the the rooms in which his brain goes to to try and justify Colm's actions and yeah. quantify you know his sister leaving and come to terms with the fact that he doesn't fully understand everything and he and in a in a world where to date, he has he's been equipped to understand everything in his life because it's a small island and he doesn't yeah. need to. You know what I mean? He doesn't yeah, really yeah. need to work that hard. Um, and and you know it's it's like it's like parts of an old house opening up. And I just it's it's so 
excellent so excellent the yeah. score yeah yeah no it is it is really really good and i really liked the fi- the fiddle music i yeah. really i really liked the fiddle oh, music oh i know you would yeah yeah and, here, and time time to get the musical complaint out of the way now mm. and it starts with uh, heaping praise on the movie to be honest because um brendan gleason played that violin i'm mm. i'm convinced of that mm. Mm. either that or it's the best miming I've ever seen because the fingerings were correct, the string, um, the string um, crossings were correct, like the string choices were correct. Down bows and up bows sounded um, authentic. You know, these are things that really only like violin players will pick up on. Um, yeah, I noticed that when he was. What was it called when you? Um, oh, with the Latin word for, I'm gonna, I'm gonna work this out. All right, go on. With the bow, when you, when you meet two strings at the same, when you, you know, when you're, when you're playing, playing a, you know, uh, you know. Yeah, you're double two, stopping. Two, two, double stop. Double stopping, which isn't Italian in the slightest, but there we oh, go. Oh, I thought it was. Okay. <laughs> I thought there was an Italian for, word for it. Um, no, I mean, it, it, yeah, there's Italian words for most things, but I think. I think that's just called double stopping triple um, stopping as well alex oh very you, good you yeah or quadruple because there's four strings count can I don't you, know you if can't you... quadruple stop can you you stupid idiot yeah, you can you can alex yeah, you i'm can. telling you now you yeah, can, can alex yeah, you can <laughs> do you not fuck your instrument up though no no you just have to bow a little bit um higher up the higher up the fingerboard where the angle between the strings is not as um like yeah it kind of goes like that i mean audio audio only audio only mm, description mm. of that but so the big caveat of that is there was a there was a shot where he was demonstrating a song and then when the camera was changing angles in some sh- in some angles it was coordinated mm. with the sound and in some and in some it wasn't and okay. i was like why have you made such an effort to play in real life in this thing for it to be uncoordinated from a certain angle i don't mm. understand that that's just, it just seems like an editing it's a it's an inconsistency but it, it also just seems lazy mm. and that's mm. never and that's not really something that i would want to see because there are some genres of movies where you don't care yeah in yeah. fact in fact there's a movie that's actually based on a string quartet called the uh, late quartet mm which is all about uh aging near retirement string quartet in New York and I've talked about this movie before and I yeah, think yeah, we've, yeah. we've said that we were going to watch it at some point um and it, and it's actually structured the mo- the movie and plot of the structures is um structured in the same way uh, as the Beethoven string quartet that they are studying throughout the movie and play and performance at the end okay. fascinating movie fascinating movie the miming is fine is not mm. great and that's mm. a movie actually about that subject matter mm. and yet in that movie i didn't care as much in this movie i did mm. and there's gotta be and there's gotta be a reason for that well i think it's because the the the, the to, to to get to the results that you are looking for for this how much effort really would it have taken i think that's it do you know what i mean i think that's probably yeah. what it is whereas what you were describing with the other film the late quartet probably would have taken a fair amount of coordination to try and get there and you and you can you can almost give them a pass you yeah know, for, for not because you know yeah, it's a good I think, thing part of the movie whereas this whereas this like you're, uh, yeah, you're basically I think watching training one dude an, play a violin yeah because i think training an actor to get that kind of like rough folky kind of 
I don't want to. I, I don't want to go down a path that says uh, folky trad play doesn't have any technique or whatnot because I don't believe that in the slightest. I think there's a lot of very precise technique, and I'm not a trad player. Um, I I dabble sometimes. I dabble sometimes, but I'm very mm. much not a trad player, and I know that there are things that I don't get and I don't understand. But I think in the context of this movie, where yeah, he's got he he is a musician, he is an artist, but like he's not that good. Like he mm. sounds it sounds mm. a bit rough, but yeah. and I think that's intentional. But to like to, but to have the actor dedicate himself into actually creating that in his performance, and then for that to have been fudged in a little bit of editing just feels really shit to yeah. me yeah so i mean and frankly that's my only complaint about the whole movie to be yeah. honest or maybe well, that or maybe that his stumps felt a bit prosthetic they, they looked a bit they did look they, a bit they, prosthetic they, they looked like a man a manhole with a fist with a with a prosthetic um you know stump on top do you of think it. that's what it, do you think that's how they did it well how else do you do it well, I mean, just CGI, CGI at the fingers. Just put some green, some 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 green um, finger finger gloves on. I thought they, I thought they would have just done that. Well, I mean, I I certainly don't think they did do that because no. I think the stumps did look. Re- I think he was. I think he had his fist clenched inside a thing. That, yeah. that that's what it looked like to me. It was quite. It was yeah. I mean, I, and just finishing on the music though, I I I do think this will get nominated for an Oscar. This score, I the think score, it's, yeah. I think it's wonderful. I think it's. I think it's. Um, I, th- I think it's it's a very enigmatic score, definitely, and I think it stands on its own as well as within the movie. Yeah. Um, a lot of similar motifs throughout it that are played. It's quite a like as you say, just quite an uncomfortable piece of music. Um, you know, dare I say, like I I, I always was kind of meh around things like um. You know, the, the, I thought the Joker when it when when it won uh, two two years ago, I was a bit confused by that, and I and but you know I, I I guess I understand it, but I'm still a little confused. Right. Um. And I think if my logic, and this is going to sound a bit odd, but if if that can win, I think this could win. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I mean, we are living in a year where. Um... Wait, no. The... Dune was last year. Was it June? Was it last year? Well, I mean, the one that I think is also, and I don't know if Giacchino's Batman score is going to be up for this year or yeah, next year. Yeah, there's that. I think I think if if that is still eligible, if that one that one should win, also, absolutely this is, should this, win. Also, this is re- this is really embarrassing. But did I not like give a hot take recently? Did we not do a movie recently where I was like, oh, this is a best original score winner? What did we talk about recently? Oh, The Northman. Right. Oh, that was a while ago, April. Yeah, and then the Batman early in that. But no, Batman, I would absolutely love to see up there. Mm, mm. Um, but we will see. We are getting into the kind of Oscar season. I'm, I'm saying right now, this is in Best Picture. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The movie's in Best Picture. Mark McDonough is certainly in Best Original Screenplay. One hundred percent. Yep, yep. Uh, if not like best, maybe not Best Director. He tends Kerry- not to get nominated for directing even though i think he's a really good director as well yeah i think i think that uh, i think this gets nominated for a few things yeah i think obviously colin farrell and brendan gleason for best could probably both get nominated for best leading actor um yeah i think i i I think i think colin is supporting 
Well, I thought Barry Keegan would have been supporting. I thought Barry no, Keegan I think was both. supporting. I think, I think both. So, but so Brendan supporting Gleason, is one of those weird categories where it, it seems weird that often there can only be one leading leading actor or, lead, or leading actress. Um, mm. Because I think you're right. I think they could both be up for lead. But I think that Podrick is a, is more of a lead character than Colm is. Because I yeah, think the Colm. story is happening to Podrick. I think uh, Kerry Condon is going to be um, supporting actress, yep. I think. Yep. I think that's probably very likely. I think... So I, I mean I I think this is going to be nominated for for almost every category really directors maybe not director but um writer original screenplay music maybe not actor. VFX yeah maybe not maybe not VFX well, well well here's one here's one other I think it it, it absolutely will win is costume design and I know yeah. that I don't really think about this but fuck me I was drawn into some of the costumes they were yeah. amazing weren't they yeah like the, the the costumes creation there was one there was one particular that that Podrick was wearing. It was a don't know if you know which one I'm going to talk about here, but he was wearing a red jumper that had a collar on it, like a knitted collar on the jumper. And I oh, looked yeah. at that and I was like, what is that? And yeah. I and I'm like, I kind of I kind of love it. I kind of it want is, one. Yeah. And I was thinking about him. I'm like, they probably don't have much clothes. They just have the clothes they have. Yeah. Um, but I thought the costumes were fucking cool. Yeah, Even, you know, and, and uh, Colm's hat as well. Um, God, brilliant. Brilliant. Two thumbs up. Yeah, I mean, for me, two thumbs up. Um, yeah. I think this is easily one of the best pairings of music and movie that I think we've we've ever recorded or ever talked about. Yeah. But but I I like the questions. The, the the question I often ask, and I quite like asking this one to you, is you know the two the two questions: Would you watch this again, and would you recommend this to people? Yes, and not everyone. Okay. Yeah, I think I think that's it. Because I, I actually didn't recommend it to Maddie when I came in. Well, no, she, I, I she think she said, "Would you have liked?" She goes, "Would I've liked it?" And I said, "I don't think so." Yeah, um, I think I think for a lot I think for a lot of people, um, the 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 bleakness is not worth it for for a lot of people. I don't think a lot of people go out of their way to have a miserable time in the cinema, even right. if it even if it is very profound. Hmm. Mm. Um, but I think I think you you can say that to pretty much anyone, and then yeah. let them make up their own damn mind. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, I think that's I think that's what I would say with that. But you but you would watch this again. I would watch. Yeah, I, I would watch. I would watch it again. I would watch I would, it again. I would struggle to go back to it immediately. But I oh would get hell there. yeah 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 no. I would I, get I, back, I, I would need back. some distance from it. But I think I think it'd be good. And I and I but I do think. I feel like I need to more than I want to just because I feel like there's a lot more in it. Yeah, yeah. My God. Which is so great. Well, I love Barry, Ke- Barry Keegan's back catalogue is unbelievable. How His movies... You know, his, he was very similar to his character in The Green Knight. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Maybe The Green Knight was the other one that you thought was going to get nominated. Yeah, that, that was, was last year. One. Was it last year? I, th- I think it? that was last year, last yeah. Last year. It's a shame. But yeah, he was very similar to his character in The Green Knight. I didn't realize God, he, I was forgot he was in that. He was in Chernobyl. He was obviously Dunkirk was his first role, or his first major role. Um, goodness, he's done some. He was in the Eternals, obviously, and he's going to be the Joker, and that's yeah, when it's all going to go wrong. Yeah, have you seen the? Uh, it probably will. Have you seen the Killing of the Sacred Deer? No, it's a fucking dark film. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> but he's the. It's one of his best. One of his best roles he's ever done. But it is. Um, 
it's dark. It's really bleak. Um, Colin Farrell is in that as well. He plays his dad, um, Nicole Kidman, I think it is as well. Um, anyway. forward yeah let's move uh so so obviously there's been a lot of stuff that's happened since we've been um back uh, away um yeah. a few things i wanted to chat through um would you want to do the star wars stuff first because you had a really good recommendation to talk to oh didn't you? yeah absolutely so uh, a couple of days ago a lovely little series came out called tales of the jedi mm. which are little 15 minute Tales, physical, physical tales, many tales, yes. Okay, and what do they do with the tails? Is it sort of like cat tails or kangaroo? Can they sit uh, back they, on their tails? Uh, they pin them on space donkeys. Oh, very good. Okay, yeah. very clean. Yeah, very yes. good. I, yeah, it was. Um, they're they're lovely. They're they're all made in the same animation style as the Clone Wars. So it's not like Star Wars Visions where they're like where it's just like very very different kind of uh, anime manga kind of. Um, yeah kind of style which i always really liked and I, I i didn't finish them and i need and i need to but these are very these are animated in the same clone war styles and they center around basically two jedi ahsoka tano and count dooku okay uh and in a nutshell um the ahsoka stuff uh, there's one episode where you see her basically as a baby uh showing early jedi like powers and that's a really nice little episode. So that's like an introduction to Ahsoka. And then our, our other episode is her going through lots of training with Anakin. And it's mm. got a really poignant kind of um, reflection of that training and then how that comes back in like order during Order 66, which is really satisfying. Mm. Um, and I know you're not that familiar with Ahsoka because you didn't watch The Clone Wars. But I yeah. think that this might be an episode... That might get you in. I'm not sure. No, I mean, no, no, it's very I, hard. I don't. I, I. I don't need an episode to get me in. I know what you're saying, and I, but I would like to watch it all, all the same. Or I not. Just, not. Or not so much. Not, or not so much get you into the Clone Wars because I know it, it, it's it's a it's a it's a long animation. There's a lot of it, and who has the time really? Who can justify that really? Yeah. yeah. But I, I suppose what I mean is it, it might be an arc because you know it would take you about. Well, maximum forty-five minutes because there's three Ahsoka episodes and three mm. Count Dooku episodes, um, but they're not structured that way. Um, you you would probably watch that and go, "Oh, this is why people like Ahsoka." I I don't I, again just to be clear, I don't I my thing with Ahsoka is not that I understand why people like her, I really do, and in fact, you know, specifically seeing her in Book of Boba Fett, I was really drawn to her and, and yeah. some of the Mandalorian stuff. Like, I'm really interested in her as a character, and and I think all the information's out there. I, I must admit, like, I know this is just not a good enough excuse, but it's just, I, I, I can't, I, in a world where, um, you know, we've got things like Andor and stuff, which is, which is doing a really great job to take the story somewhere else. I just, I struggle to watch something that, and I know this is such a bad example, and I'm sure you've got really, you know, you, you, you would kind of kick this back in my face, but she's just not in the prequel trilogy. You know, she came along after the fact. And yeah. it, it's just being, she's just being shoehorned in everywhere. Now, 
if if she had appeared or if there was even a small cameo or even something of the sort that was like no Anakin did take a new trailer and that do you know what I mean I just feel it just feels weird to have been omitted it's just such an after the it's everything that Ahsoka is and everything she she's in feels like an over justification that they forgot to include or they didn't have they didn't create her until after the do you know what I mean and I'm just kind of like nah do, do, do you know what I mean there's just kind, that and it's not kind of but there has been there has been enough there has been enough content and enough storytelling with her in it that she is now she is now in it that she she yeah. is not she she is not a, an an extra in, yeah. in Star Wars. Oh, anymore. I'm not saying I'm not I get, saying that. I get that. I'm not saying I that. I get that. I I I do get that thing, but I, it's a really weird weird one to like. It, it's it's easily justifiable because there is that much time in between. Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones and between an Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, There's significant yeah. time jumps in there. Um, and the finale of the Clone Wars does a very, very, very good job of tying in events of the beginning of Revenge of the Sith. Or actually, no, just all of Revenge of the Sith. Um, so you, you kind of watch bits of revenge of the sith happen from ahsoka's perspective from the mm. outside so they, they do they it is retconned of course it is because she didn't exist during yeah, when, yeah, when they filmed yeah. those movies like nobody's arguing arguing that point but i think it is a retcon that actually when push comes to shove i think they've gotten away with it and well, I think, I, and I think it does make sense. I don't think. Well, they, that... they've obviously got away with it. They've obviously got away with it. But I think getting away, getting away with it, and still, I th- I think a retcon is a retcon is a retcon. Like I'm just never. I, what what it is is it's a retcon that's, that they've got away with it. But they've leaned into so heavily that you're almost your my brain sadly has to do so many mental gymnastics to try and justify her. Do you know what I mean? And right. and and I, and I think I'm just like fine do, 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 i don't know maybe and I, I know that's really cynical of me i know that is but um i i'm far more drawn to the mandalorian as a character and and to cassian andor as a character yeah. you know and I, i'm i'm far more drawn to these people um but i i i, I you know I, I would like to watch this though. no i, would like to I think watch. it's great i think i think it's really great and i love the count dooku stuff the count dooku stuff is basically chronicling his um fall to the dark side and i would like say, to see that and i won't say any more than that but it's incredibly compelling it's i'd like to see very that. very i would good. like to see that yeah very very good so yeah i really recommend it and i have two episodes left to watch of andor and i think you do as well yeah um before we get back into that just i watched the man with the golden gun recently oh right okay because all the jimmy bonds are now on amazon prime oh very so good we, we had a chat about them we probably should we i know we've done this but god some of the music and some of those the music in Honor Her Majesty's Secret Service, man. Yeah, yeah, God, yeah. I think I was sleeping on that one. Yeah. Um, and Live and Let Die. I forget how well composed. Anyway. Um, oh, I'm so doing a, I'm doing a concert with the guy that did the trumpet from uh, for all the most recent James Bond movies, by the way. You should come. Oh, very good. Well, we'll do this one after. Fabulous. Let's just chat after. Um, and, and or, uh, wow, loving. Absolutely yeah. loving. Some yeah. of the, so, like, that's what I've, I've been asking for Andor for quite a while, haven't I? Yeah, you I've have. Been waiting. Very specifically. I've been, I've, been wait, I've been waiting at the table. No, somehow kind of you had all the ingredients. You were like, I want this, this, that, and the other. And I wanted they, a gr- I, I wanted a gritty, grimy croissant story. I wanted that, and we've we've got it now. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. that's that is exactly what we've we've got. And and um, 
God, it's it's it's, it's compelling and it's great and yeah, everyone's great I, in it, including Stellan Skarsgård, who I'm loving. Stellan Skarsgård, what a great character! The character that I really liked, and now I'm gonna have to grab my phone and get his name. Um, but have you been seeing? Have you been watching The Bear? Did you watch The Bear on Disney Plus? I did. I have not watched The Bear. Get, I've, get, I've what, heard what, a lot of people sing the praises of The Bear. What watch The Bear? You, you, honestly, mate, you, you would, you would love it. There's, there's a guy in The Bear, um, called Ibn Moss Bar- Bar- Baraka, Baraka. Um, so he's in this. He, he plays. If you, if you go on Andor, um, on the IMDb, he plays Arvel Skeen. You know, one of the guys in the. Uh, who, who does the, the, the heist yeah, yeah, yeah he's yeah. on the crew he's on the crew unbelievable cat he's the balding dude you know the the, the yeah the, i know the, i know the, you're the talking bald, about the older yeah, yeah. he um, amazing just absolutely amazing guy um amazing character and and him in the bear is i think he'll yeah he, he'll do bloody well from that he was also in girls as well um so no that, that's been great um do we want to do uh, we could do marvel or do we do we break before we jump into the marvel stuff um the, the break that I was going to talk around was um, we have just finished now, both you and I are finished the first season of House of the Dragon. Yes, indeed. Um, My sister is currently watching with her boyfriend in the living room as we speak. Oh, really? Okay, <laughs> yeah, very absolutely. good. Uh, mate, the floor's yours. What do you think? Oh, really good. Really strong. Yeah. Really, really, really strong. I'm I'm finding myself I or I found myself watching this and being a little cynical so and so about it and then kind of thinking that I don't really have much justification to be thinking the stuff that I did because I was I was watching this and there's a few things where I think it's gone wrong Number one of which, and this has been well documented in various articles and stuff, is the absolute obsession with grisly childbirth mm. <laughs> in this, of which I think there are four in a series. Mm. Mm. I don't know why there needs to be that. There, there needs to be that much. Yeah. And they're all done gratuitously yeah. and without any sort of compromise whatsoever. And I will not hear any arguments of that's what you get when you watch game of thrones get fucked don't give me <laughs> what, what, no not a chance there, well, there... All, all that i'd say is i think that's them all done now because I, I i don't think there's any more people being born that are relevant for the dance of the dragons that haven't yet been born oh really yeah okay yeah, yeah. fine fine but it, it is it is ridiculous and it is almost it isn't it's an assault on the viewer no, that's not true. That's not true. There's, oh, there's some more coming. There's, there's two more coming. But yeah, um, actually, you know what? They've been born. They have been born. Yeah. They have been born. Damon and Damon and uh, Rhaenyra's children. They've have they had their two children yet? No, they've not. Uh, She's had one miscarriage, but she has two others. So there's two oh, more right, coming. Oh right, fine, okay. So there are, there's two more Targaryens being born. <laughs> All right, fine, whatever. But which is fine. And I don't want to come across as somebody that's like that that is squeamish seeing on screen childbirth. That's not what this is. That's not what what this is. It's the no. It, just fuck off with that. Just genuine. Just 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 genuinely, genuinely, just fuck off with that. You have a weird obsession with it. No, but if you, if it was once, yeah, fine. Twice, yeah. okay. Four. Somebody's yeah. got a thing. Somebody, well, Alex, somebody all, has all, all a thing. I will, all I will say to you, Alex, is you were actually spared one of the most grotesque parts from the book. So the the um, when Renera finds out that uh, Alicent has put um, 
uh, Aegon on the throne, um, and not and not you know let Rhaenyra come over and yeah. you know fill her dad's with when, when she when she goes into labour prematurely and has her stillbirth baby. Yeah. Um. In the in the book in the books the baby is yeah scales and a tail. It's yeah, dra- yeah. 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 I basically got it. And apparently that was like hinted at if you have various freeze frames and stuff. And I'm like, why am I freeze framing on this? I don't want to freeze frame on that. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Just leave um, me the leave me the fuck alone. Just like um but okay so that's that's number one that's number one of like you know you needed to chill on that and the other and the other thing is the characters are now behaving like it's just game of thrones again but other characters Um, and and there's a certain amount of satisfaction to seeing that because it feels like a return to form but then at the same time, and I'm enjoying that because I enjoyed it the first time around in Game yeah, of the Thrones. Kind of the, yeah, the political but, manipulation. But, yes, exactly. But at the same time, I'm like, well, yeah, but it feels a bit, it feels a bit stencily. It's like it's, yeah. it's the same stuff, and it's well, it's it's hitting all those satisfaction notes like in our entertainment brains. Got, like, got and, it. And, and 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 it's good. It's good. No question about it. And I am enjoying it. But it's like, well, this isn't new. So this, so isn't, this, this is, is not new. Well, so I think from um, I think thematically, this is less World War Two that Game of Thrones was. Well, that was World War Two, right? That was multiple houses and multiple, you know, intentions and multiple wars being fought on multiple battlegrounds with with different people. This is a lot more of the Cold War. Um, yeah, because because for a number of reasons, you you basically got two big super. You've got the Greens and the Blacks yeah. fighting. Um, you know, different different houses definitely fall under different different uh, yeah. different different allegiances, but ultimately the nukes are the dragons. They're nuclear weapons. Yeah, yeah. And 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 it is a standoff to who is going to use their nuclear weapons first. Yeah. And and they have that conversation, which I really like the dialogue around. Yeah, I like that. No, there, there there are a lot so, so, of so, compelling so if things. You, so but but what I would say is the the politics of it the reason it feels like Game of Thrones is because the politics around the First World War and the politics around the Cold War were, were very similar. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It was ruthless. It was cutthroat. And so that is just the, the harsh realities of of such um, tumultuous times when it comes to that kind of scenario and that kind of environment. That's just what's that's what happened in real life, certainly, with a War of the Roses. And that is what has sadly going to happen here. Yeah. Um, you know, so... so you know, I get your point around the childbirth and stuff, and you know, I don't need that. And it was, but but like, if you're not into the kind of the political scheming, the dragons, like that's what you, that's what you're watching. The set, the second thing I would say as well is, you know, the 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 goodness of this show is going to be built around the fact that, um, Jr. Martin has finished. He has finished the um the Dance of Dragons. Like that is a as a full story, and, I, and I'm roughly know all the, a lot of the story points i read it a while ago i had the audiobook a while ago with roy detrice reading it which was very interesting um and it is a very good good, good story there's there's a few characters that have been omitted you know we don't have mushroom etc which i'm really happy for um but but largely we tell the the story through the eyes of the greens versus the blacks and series one was giving the audience all of the ingredients they needed to to come up with the the you know the death of of um of luke and and uh, the death of Luke, there's there's multiple things that think what started the Dance of Dragons, but ultimately it's the death of Luke. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't Aegon being put on the throne, and by ending it there with with um, with Aemond killing him, um, uh, uh, you know that that was all, that was albeit the, albeit not 
purposefully not purposefully well but but in the book it is purposefully and in the in this it was not so there, right. there was a bit of a there's a bit of a there's a lot of little changes that they're doing there um they also don't I think that's really... very compelling to be fair yeah 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 I think I that's agree. very com- the, compelling yeah they also they're doing very well with Otto Hightower I mean Otto Hightower in the books is Emperor Palpatine he yeah. is Emperor Palpatine and and in this not as much you can kind of see the strings being pulled. But, I think you know, casting Reese E fans is not a mistake. No, 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 you're right. You're right. Um, but he, in the books, you know, there's a lot of, you know, insinuations that he poisons the king and he does it deliberately and all this sort of stuff. But there's a lot of stuff like that, whereas it's, it's not really, I mean, it's kind of as insent, insinuated in this, certainly. Um, the, you know, Alice, Alison Cook is, is, marvelous she is marvelous at this role and i really like watching it's not alison cook what's is it it's alice cook it is alice cook isn't it who plays alison hightower um oh, she, that's she who is, i thought you were talking about i couldn't yeah, yeah. I didn't she, know the actress's she is name. she is marvelous obviously M- matt smith as damon is the fan favorite mm-hmm. um, he's he is excellent um but the, the but the the real fan favorite is the character who plays Eamon. I don't actually know the name of the actor. Hang on, I'm just gonna have to bring this. He's one up. really good, isn't he? Yeah, he's really and, and good the, with his eye patch and his and long they, hair. Well, it's, it's Eamon, yeah, Eamon one eye. But it's exactly it's it's the angular features that he has. No, it's Olivia Cook. Sorry, not Alison Cook, who was who was playing. Um, I find it's Ewan Mitchell's the guy who plays him, but it's very angular. His face or angular, angular, but, yeah, angular. But but so is Matt Smith. You know, he's literally has been designed to look like a younger Matt Smith. Yeah. Um, because I'm sure it comes as no surprise. But those two have a bit of a history up and coming. Um, so uh, I'm not going to spoil any more points of it. But but they are what happens with those two characters is is incredible. Interesting. Um, yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, uh, yeah. It's not as I said, like a secret son situation. No, it, it's not. No, no, no it's not. Oh, it's very okay. clear. No, um, you know, to your point though, they, they, they do. One thing that the show needs to do is the show needs to. There's a lot of characters in this. Yeah. Um, and they do something very good. They cast young because for two reasons. And I think a bit of the criticism that Game of Thrones got was like, you know, Jon Snow's 14 and all these characters are supposed to be young, but they don't really show them as, you know, they're all, they all look like a lot older, you know, the yeah. mid, mid to late twenties. Whereas, you know, I think if, I think House of the Dragon has learned that from Game of Thrones in that it, it has casted people the age that they are in the books. Right. Okay. Do, do you know, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I think if, I think if we'd, if, if this had been Game of Thrones, you would have had like um, Kit Harrington playing, you know, p- playing one of the the young um, Valerian boys. Um, yeah, but in but in, the, but in the TV show Game of Thrones, they never they never claimed that Kit Harrington was playing a fourteen year old. Like they they just they 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 changed the ages of some of the characters. Obviously not not obviously not Arya because yeah, that was, definitely because it was much more important for her to be young. Yeah, but be young. maybe it wasn't as important for uh, john to be a 14 year old i don't know no i don't think so because i because I, I think when you you know because he's 16 when he takes lord commander of the night what you know 998 which is a fucking impressive feat and they don't really like that in the book they make a big deal about that whereas in the tv series you're like yeah of course he is because he's the most competent there and he's actually like an adult yeah. whereas they they don't really i think they they lose they lose the justification for things like that yeah like it is what it is um but I think the young cast that we see in this, so it's probably going to be four seasons, I think, that's probably going to wrap up the Dance right, of the Dragons. Okay. Jesus. Um, so it's going to be a big old one. But when's he, again, when's, he gonna, when's he going to finish the Song of Ice and Fire? <laughs> Jesus Christ. 
to be honest, I feel for him. I feel for him because I genuinely, I genuinely think it's because of the TV show that he can't finish it. Yeah, yeah. I don't think, I don't think it will get finished. Frankly, there is a lot of that. Hey, look, I'm looking forward to next season. I don't think it's going to be out till 2024, though. Sadly, or early 2024. Well, you know what else we're having to wait a wait a very long time for? Which is that second series of the Rings of Power? How are you getting on with it? Finished it, loved it. Don't have to linger on it because you gave up. <laughs> I struggled with it, mate. I really, I look. I'll get to it. I, as I said, I think I, I'll give it. I'll, I'll wait till it. I need to. I need to. I need to. It's a really it. interesting one because the truth, the, the the truth of the matter is of how I feel about this is, it's just I fucking loved it, and it's one of those things where. Do you, do you know? What, do you know when you watch something and 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 you love it and and. You, you can always criticize things because you know we've we, we we all have critical sensibilities and it's good to have critical sensibilities but even if you can critique something you can still love it almost to the 10 out of 10s even if you can find flaws you're still you're still like yeah but i love it to this level and that's how i feel about this and you know when you, you get confused when other people can't see it that's mm. how I, that's how i feel about it i'm like there's so much there's so much great and new mm. in what's being presented on I think, this. I don't Why think is this not getting I don't love? think there's ever I don't think there's ever been anything that um has emphasized this point you're making for for you certainly as much as this. Do you know what I mean? I, yeah. I can put I I what you're describing, I understand totally. And I felt yeah. that for a multitude of different properties. I've never really seen you properly feel it for anything apart yeah. from this. So uh, all I would say is um, don't let anyone else tell you it's shit, mate. Like, oh, don't, don't, and I know you. You I know, know you me like, well enough that don't, no, don't let no, anyone no. else tell you it's shit. And 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 like, and I, I'm delighted that you like it. Like, genuinely, yeah. that makes me happy that you like it. Um, so you know, d- go on. I, I'm sure I will get round to it. I'm sure I will. Yeah. Yeah. Um, before we wrap up, the last one we didn't really mention. I didn't make a note of. Did you see Werewolf by Night? No, I didn't. Get 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 it good? by night watch. Get it watch, mate. Michael Giacchino's directorial debut. Yeah, uh, it's uh, it's for no other reason great. alone. I re- alone, I really need to get, watch get a it, composer get it direct something. Get it watched, mate. It's really interesting. Do you know what it is? I have now reached my rebel against Marvel. No, this is good. This, this, this is refreshing. This is a uh, no. Is a that's great. Cleanser. And it's I nice. promise you, I will watch it. But I'll be honest, because the other thing that came out that we can maybe talk about briefly is. Uh, the trailer for the Guardians of the Galaxy uh, Christmas special. Oh, I've not seen it yet. Is it good, is it? No. Okay. <laughs> do you know why, though? Do you know, do you know why, though? Because I think when they announced they were doing a Christmas special, I think we all chuckled and we thought, oh, how ironic. They're doing a Christmas special because it's like the comedy troupe of this, yeah. of, of this cinematic universe and they're maybe kind of pastiching and making fun of the fact that star wars did a christmas special and it's all going to be uh-huh, very uh-huh. silly and meta and blah 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 blah. and then i watched this and i went oh no they're no 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 they're making a christmas holiday special mm. like <laughs> oh no 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 it's mm, no i i don't think it is ironic i think it's i think it's earnest i think it's sincere okay. and i don't uh no. Okay. Okay. I need to, I need to watch. Watch. The watch. Watch the trailer. And but I think I'd be interested sort of... to hear your reaction to, well, yeah, to um, the trailer. We, did you see the trailer for Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantumania? I did, and I will say what I said last time we talked about that. In that, this is the la- This is the thing that will either 
get me back into the franchise as a whole because i'm still very interested in wakanda forever black panther which i think is the movie we're going to be talking about next i'm genuinely very very intrigued by that movie um and not from a marvel cinematic universe perspective but just from a storytelling um, perspective i think it just looks like a great great movie and a great great story uh and ant-man uh, quantum mania is going to be the thing that decides how much i care about the greater universe anymore okay and and the, and the trailer really solidified that because we saw kang we saw all sorts of big weird wonderful things or micro small number the fourth of things time, it's the fourth cassie we've had it's the she's been recast oh she's been recast fourth. again oh, <laughs> yeah jesus <laughs> yeah wild uh, but yeah no look it's gonna be good i think um I'm just really excited to see Jonathan. He's buff now. Jonathan Majors. It's Jonathan Majors, isn't it? Yes. Who's playing Kang? Yeah, he's buff yes. now. He's in Creed Three. Creed. Oh, is that him? Creed Thirty Three. Yeah. I wa- I saw a tra- I saw a trailer for Creed Three. He's he's ripped. And he's absolutely ripped. It made me want to watch Creed One and Two because I've not seen them. No, we should do. We probably should watch them at some point, eh? Yeah, because why good. don't we watch them on well, why don't we watch them on your new TV? Well, well, we could do that actually, to be honest. And um, I've not seen I've not seen any of the Rockies though. But do I need to see Rocky to watch Creed? I don't know, Alex. I don't know what what do they have to do? What not what you have to do now? What do the listeners have to? Oh, do Oh, what do they have to do now? They've got to go onto the Apple Podcast app, find us on there, give us a cheeky just, five just star give us rating. a cheeky five star, please. Yeah. If you, it's, it's, it lo- we love it. We, we do. Love it. We do. We love it a lot. We love it a lot. Uh, you can also review us on there. Uh, which is yeah. which helps the show a lot. If you don't want to review, oh, you, you can tell us your favorite uh, movies, your favorite movie soundtrack. We love to see you in here. Everything you've got to say. You can also find us on like pretty much all of the other platforms you like to listen to your podcast. Although you're already listening to us, assuming uh, on some kind of platform. So I don't know why you need to know that information, no. but apparently yeah, yeah, yeah. you do. And um, yeah, if you want to get more directly in, to- in touch with us, we have an email address as well. That is motionspod at gmail.com. Um, and, you know, you can find us on the gram. You can find us uh, really anywhere that you like to listen to your, uh, your your podcasts or where you like to listen to your your content. Just looking at some some reviews people have left you down, some really lovely ones, actually. Um, there's there's one here from Stuart Moss, who's written in, who, who, just, who just says uh, something along the lines of, Oh, I mean, it's 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 pretty fairly clear. But he says, step one, uh, take the take the laundry out the washing machine. Step two, um, hit the laundry machine detergent to dry. So you want to dry it out first. Then you want to drain the machine. Enter the fabric liquid softener back in because that neutralizes the machine. And that is successfully how you clean your washing machine. Five stars. So I think that was really nice of Stuart. Oh, it's really, to, to, really, to kind, the, really, really kind words. And it just means it means it means it means so much that yeah. you know we can we can do that for someone. So yeah. it's good. Yeah. 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 Goodness. Right. Uh I'm um I'm gonna go. So I'm yeah. gonna go and get my Halloween costume. Oh, fuck's sake. It's probably gonna be Ted Lasso or rugby player or something like that. It's gonna be a sport. Man. It's a sports year this year, Alex. Yeah, uh, but you gotta shave your shave your beard. Well, that's the problem. Yeah, that's just, the reason why you, Maddie doesn't want me to do it. I'm gonna you, shave it. And just leave my mustache. Uh, yeah, you gotta be really careful. You don't look like Hitler, though. Yeah, we'll do though. Okay, we'll cool. do. Cool. Thank you very much for. When you say, do you know that's a good thing about? No, it's uh, that was it. I was going to say, I was going to say another fun fact, but we'll uh, we'll move off from that. Thank you very much for listening. Um, we will speak to you next time. Uh, but until then, goodbye now. All right, guys. Ta ta. Mm-hmm.